Welcome to the Chamber Buzz with Bobby. I'm Bobby Vandenbroek, Member Services Director at the Exeter Area Chamber. In our podcast today, you will learn how people got their start, what brought them to Exeter, and how they want to be remembered. We'll give you a unique look into the lives of the people that make up our community. And as you know, we always say people are going to do business with people they know and trust. So let's get started getting to know this person behind the business. Today, my guest is James Peterson from Seacoast United Sports Club in Hampton and Epping, New Hampshire. Good afternoon, James. How are you? Hey, Bobby. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, I'm going to say to you, James, uh, tell us a little bit about Seacoast United. What do you do and who are you? Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, thank you very much for letting us be a part of the the podcast. And obviously, uh, Seacoast enjoys a wonderful relationship with Exeter Chamber of Commerce. So this is, this is great that we get to use this as a platform to highlight that partnership and some of the things that we're working on. Um, but yeah, Seacoast United Sports Club is a youth sports organization uh, that provides multiple sports. Uh, we were actually founded in Hampton, New Hampshire, back in 1992 by the by a gentleman by the name of uh, Paul Willis. So he's the president and the founder. Um, and then in 1997, we built our first facility in Hampton. So everyone's one degree of separation. Everyone within the Seacoast area has been to Hampton at some point in their life um, over the last 25 years. Uh, and then in 2005 or 2006, we built our uh, outdoor complex in Epping. So just, you know, obviously about 20 minutes uh, west of Hampton on 101. And then really now today, you know, our club's grown exponentially. So like I said, we do multiple sports across Maine, New Hampshire, Massachusetts now. Um, we do programming for people as young as one years old. That's um, Playtime all the way up to our more senior uh, participants, uh, our, uh, our walking soccer program, uh, which is unbelievable. And I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But effectively, uh, right now, Seacoast United has about 50,000 people that are actively involved in the organization, um, which technically means we're one of the largest youth sports clubs in the entire country. Uh, That's amazing. Good for you. And we're so fortunate to have you in our backyard. So that's great. It, it's such an opportunity for kids and, you know, seniors. Uh, so my name's James Peterson. Um, and where did you grow up locally? Did we from around here? Yeah, no. So uh, I'm uh, born and raised Floridian. I'm from Tampa, Florida. Um, so I did the opposite of what a snowbird does. I came up <laughs> instead of going down south. Um, but yeah, no. And then I, I always kind of get on my soapbox about this because I, I am a true Floridian on my mom's side. We're third or fourth generation out of Tampa. Um, so when people say like, oh, I'm from Florida, I was like, are you really from Florida? Or did you just migrate down there at some point in your life? So yeah, I, uh, I try to represent Florida as best I can because I know sometimes it gets a, gets a, gets a bad rep. Um, so I, yeah, I, uh, I love hopefully, it. Now, is it Tampa known for like an art community? Yeah, I mean, what's pretty cool at least things that I remember from Tampa, um, and this is tied in with my family as well. So Ybor City, uh, which is one of the one of the areas, uh, one of the neighborhoods of Tampa, um, really industrial ball accounts, you know, hundred some odd years ago, one of the cigar capital really? um, so they did a lot of hand rolling cigars. And that's actually kind of come back in terms of how they're revitalized that area and really kind of uh, embrace that culture. And the Cuban food in Ybor City, 
I mean, I've never had the food in Cuba, but uh, from what I understand, from what I've experienced, it's the best Cuban food outside of Cuba. It's phenomenal. That's (laughs) awesome. I didn't know that. That's great. Um, What are are your parents' first names? Uh, So my mom's name is Cheryl. Uh, She is a, like I said, she's a proper Southern belle. So she, uh, she probably laughs when she hears my son's proper New England accent. So, but yeah, my mom's name is Cheryl. And then my dad, he's James. So he's senior, I'm junior. And then our son's the third. So um, I'm trying to continue that lineage. Now, how old is your son? Uh, He'll be three at the end of the month. Oh, that will keep you busy. Yes. Yeah, I bet that keeps you very busy. Uh, tell me a little bit about your dad's background. Did he come from a large family, a small family? Yeah, he did actually. So he's one of eight. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so big family. And his, uh, my, my pep also, his father worked at McDale Air Force Base there in Tampa. Oh, wow. Um, and then my mamaw, she worked, well, in addition to being a mother of eight, <laughs> which you could argue is full-time job full-time job times two um but yeah they uh they 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 lived in tampa they lived in uh an area known as bayshore boulevard which is kind of like a historic district now um you know beautiful turn of the century homes big wraparound porches and whatnot so yeah they lived in tampa and um again my dad came from a from a a very large uh, family um in terms of a lot of brothers and a lot of sisters um I would say, so. what about your mom? Sorry? What about your mom? Large, small family? Uh, relatively smaller. She she had two uh, brothers. Um, again, uh, both my grandfather and my gram- grandmother, uh, my mugga. Um, she, uh, they were both from Tampa. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, so again, it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting to find, you know, that both sides of the family hail from that area, let alone, you know, being from there, so. That's really unusual that both sides come from the same area. So you, when you go back, you must see a lot of family. Yeah, depending on when this podcast comes out, that's a bit a bit of a bone of contention because I haven't been able to go back for some time now. So I, we, were, my wife and I were talking about the other day, I haven't been back to my hometown since... October of 2016. Oh, wow. Um, just because there's been so much stuff going on. Um, and all, we were actually looking to go back um, last year, and then the world turned upside down. So uh, yeah, definitely need to get back because uh, everyone needs to meet the first two New Englanders uh, in the family, um, our, our daughter and our son. And they, they've got a lot of people to, uh, to get hugs and kisses from and whatnot. So uh, uh, but yeah. I haven't been back in a long time, and I'm I'm actually really looking forward to when I'm in oh a position. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. I hope they do that really soon. I'm sure they would love to meet the first two New Englanders. <laughs> <laughs> um, wh- tell me a little bit about what your dad did for work. My dad, um, he went to University of South Florida, and then he also went to um, University of Florida. So I grew up as a, as a Florida Gator. So college football down south is a, you know, rivals what, the New England Patriots in terms of NFL up here is they live and breathe it down south. So yeah, but my dad, he, um, he got a degree in uh, business management and then also um, horticulture architecture. So as soon as he graduated, he started a landscaping company in Tampa 
that was called green side up landscaping and then in 2000 he actually sold his business uh and we moved down to cape coral which is about two and a half hours south of uh, tampa so everyone up in new england knows fort myers um, which is just on the other side of the caloosahatchee river um, and then my dad started another landscaping company so that was designers touch um, and he did that till about 2008 when the economy went went bust and there's a crazy stat about cape coral florida i believe in 2000 was the number one city in the whole country for new construction oh and then in 2008 it was the number one city in the country for foreclosures so overnight you know that things just came to a halt and um he sold sold uh, the the landscaping company and he got his real estate license and um you know he's been doing that for the last 10 years and been great because i mean it's been great for him i think physically and, and and mentally because i can assure you landscaping in the summer in florida easier it's a different type of work different because right. certainly not as physical as well yeah. i can't imagine I can't imagine doing that kind of work in Florida, of all places. <laughs> yeah. um, and your mom? Did your uh, yeah, my mom, when I was growing up, she uh, she worked for my grandfather. He had a pretty reputable uh, electrical distribution company there in Tampa. And then uh, as, as I got a little bit older, um, and, I, and then my sister came along, my mom uh, made the decision to, to stay at home, which again, anyone that's a stay-at-home mom i would argue that's harder than any job there is uh and probably even more important than any other job in some respects so um yeah but so my mom you know is fortunate enough to 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 you know be around her all the time and she you know she was the rock of the family and you know kept, kept everything going so my dad could 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 provide for us and you know work worked extremely hard because you know, I remember growing up as a kid and he would already be out the door and I remember going to bed and he wouldn't be home from work kind of thing. And that was yeah every day of the week. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. So, so they, they had a really good team. So um, now you have a sister. You just I do. Have a I have a, I have a very unique dynamic or a, a, a dynamic situation within my family. So I have a sister who's just just under four, just about four years younger than me. Um, she currently uh, lives with her husband and her family out in Idaho, <laughs> so the other side of the country. Oh my God! And um, and then I have a brother that uh, will be eighteen um, this October, and then a sister who will be seventeen this November. And obviously, the first thing everyone goes, "Oh, you know, did your parents, you know, split?" I go, "Nope, same parents." Um, <laughs> And uh, so they were, my brother was born when I was a junior in high school. And then my sister was born when I was a senior in high school. Wow. So I'll, I'll let people, I'll let people listen into this fill in the blank about how I was ridiculed and the, 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 the joke, the joke, the class, class joke for a number of things. So, but yeah. I love it. I love it. That is such a great story. So are they, um, are they in Tampa? Your two younger siblings? Uh, they live down in Cape Coral right now um, with my parents, and um, so yeah, so they're they're all down there along with the you know both sides of. No wonder you need to go back down there. Uh, no. See these these kids for a while. Hello. 
they, I'm sure they would love to see you as well. My mom's probably yelling at the podcast right now if she's listening to it. So, <laughs> so are you the oldest? I am the oldest, yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. That says a lot. Now I get a few things. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I'd like to know is looking back on your time growing up, tell me what a typical day from morning to night was. How, what was a typical day? typical day in your life growing up yeah um you know i uh being in florida um you know we always were relatively close to the water um so i grew up you know on the gulf of mexico a lot of time was spent fishing and going on the boat and things like that um which very fortunate enough to do that and that you know i have a i have a love for that um uh, but you know typical day uh you know get up go to school um I played soccer all my life, so pretty much every day I was training or, or had a match or, you know, my parents, just like parents are these days, more so, you know, my mom driving me all over Timbuktu for games and whatnot, so, but yeah, I mean, I, that, that was pretty much a normal upbringing, but I remember just spending as much time as I could as a kid outside doing what kids do, you know, again, fortunate enough where I grew up, it was a it was a safe place to, 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 to be, um, never had to worry about anything. And, you know, my parents obviously were instrumental and or fundamental in providing me what we needed. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, I had a fantastic upbringing, you know, very fortunate. So oh, that's great. I know it's really, it's really hard to see kids inside on these computer games, I, nothing wrong with them, but, um, just, it's so, I, I remember being outside and I mean, we would leave at eight o'clock in the morning and we wouldn't come back until, you know, dinner time, you know, you had to come back and you better be there. Um, but I mean, our parents didn't know where we were other than we were outside playing with friends. And it's such a shame that kids don't have that same opportunity because it was, it was just great. I, I remember it very fondly. And yeah having a great old time, but yeah, it's, um, it sounds really good to be outside playing with friends and hopefully kids, uh, more kids. It sounds like there's a lot of kids at Seacoast United doing that. So that's a good thing. Um, did you, you said you went to the university of my, of, um, Florida. I went to South, I went to South Florida and, uh, um, yeah, I went to, went to South Florida. Now, what did you study? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, no. So I, um, I went into studying uh, marketing uh, or business marketing. And, um, and again, U University of South Florida, I think at the time was, was the biggest university in Florida. There was over 40,000 students that went to that school oh. um, right in Tampa. Um, you know, and, uh, and I don't, I don't mind saying, you know, I didn't have a particularly good experience at USF more so because, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I thought I was going to work for my dad's landscaping company. Um, and then USF campus has come a long way, but, you know, even at the time when I was there, I'd say they were doing a lot of redevelopment and construction and whatnot. Um, so it wasn't, it didn't have a really great kind of campus feel, especially if you walk around the campuses up here in New England that are, you know, steeped in history and, you know, all everything that they have, you know, no disrespect to USF, but it was a bunch of, you know, cement buildings and 
that kind of thing. So it didn't really feel like a college, to be honest. And and then compounded with the fact that I, you know, I didn't leave Tampa. That's that's where I was from. You know, it was familiar to me. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I'm I'm always I always kind of make this a point now. You know, name me an 18 year old that knows what they want to do for the rest of their life, and you know, I'll show you what a million dollars looks like in cash, kind of thing. Um, so yeah, you know, I just probably like a lot of people just kind of did it because that's what you're supposed to do and you know didn't really didn't really know what I was going to do and look where you landed it all worked out there's there's always a plan there's always a plan <laughs> so tell me what was your very first job uh so so I, I mean I worked every summer for my dad's landscaping company from when I was 12 to probably 20 but um my first job, like going to an interview, you know, getting that, getting your, getting your pay stub in the mail kind of thing. <laughs> I worked uh, the drive through at McDonald's off of Ch- Chiquita Boulevard in Cape Coral, Florida. Love it. Um, and I, I mean, I'd like to think I still hold the record, but I had the fastest drive through time in Lee County. <laughs> and I'd like to think I had the clean, cleanest station <laughs> out of all the McDonald's at the cut. So that was my that. first first real job. So. I love that. So this leads into my second question: What did you take away from that job that you've always brought to every other position you've been in? Uh, ab- definitely how you uh, engage with people. So I guess like customer experience, customer relations. So yeah. It, that's an important thing for sure to bring with you. Um, it certainly seems to have served you well over the over the years. Uh, I have one question about landscaping. Okay. New England grass is very different than Florida grass. Is it harder to cut? Uh, again, bone of contention right now because I'm like banging my head up against the wall with my lawn. Um, you know, son of the son of a landscaper. There's a lot of expectations that come with that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's different in terms of um, you know, my lawn was hydro seeded when we moved, when we got our house. Not to make excuses, but I think I think you're way better off right off the bat if you have sod that's installed. Um, and again, you know, I can appreciate that we're exposed to a lot more elements than sun and rain um, down south, but. Yeah, it's it's tough because um, my grass doesn't look, and I spend an exorbitant amount of time. That's probably what's infuriating because I spend so much time on my grass. And if you looked at it, you wouldn't know that. So, uh, yeah, so. especially being a son of a landscaper, yeah, sore sore subject. <laughs> I love that. Oh, too funny. <laughs> what is it about what you do today at Seacoast United that what what about that that job attracted you to it? What is it that you just love about it? Well, this this will be a bit of a rabbit hole because um, I uh, you know obviously um, I came to Seacoast via living in England, so I lived in England after I left Florida. I worked for a football club in England, and I had no intentions of really coming back to the states when I moved over to England. And of course, I fell in love with a girl from Ohio, um, <laughs> as you do. So uh, when I was going to come back to the States, I knew that I wanted to continue to work in football, soccer, and um, the club that I worked for 
and Oxford had a relationship with Seacoast of all of all places. And um, there was an opportunity here. Um, and <laughs> it's funny because I had never been in New England before in my life prior to. So the first time I moved up here was, you know, the first time that I had ever stepped foot in this region. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, You're very trusting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, when I guess really it was just because it was an opportunity. Um, and if anything, I trusted the person that connected me with the, with the owner of Seacoast. Uh, so Paul Willis, he's the founder and the, and the president. And when I met him, you know, I think, I think we just connected and uh, yeah, rest is history. So <laughs> that'll be eight years in July. Wow. And how long were you in England? Uh, just over three years. Wow. Yeah. Have, have you been back? No. Yeah, I mean, that's, again, I'm fortunate because um, I meet people all the time where they say, you know, I waited my whole life to go on this trip kind of thing. And, you know, that really puts things in perspective. But, no, I typically go over to England like twice a year um, for work. And uh, I was actually over in England last March before the whole world turned upside down. Um, but I love England. England has, I did some amazing things over there. You know, both sides of my family heritage wise come from there. So just like people are extremely proud up here about having Irish roots or uh, Italian roots or Portuguese or whatnot. You know, I have English roots and I'm very proud to be from, you know, heritage from England. And that's, you know, what's always attracted me to it. Plus football. And so what did you, what brought you over there? I mean, what, did, was it a job? Was it just you wanted to just go and see and see where it brought you? Yeah, probably that. Because uh, um, again, played soccer all my life. I, I loved it, um, and I actually did. I didn't end up playing college and soccer. That was probably the biggest regret of my life. Um, I did it for silly reasons. I uh, could have played for a number of schools, really, but. Um, but, it, you know, it's one of those things, everything happens for a reason. And that was the catalyst for me wanting to pursue something in that sport. And, you know, again, now you look back, you wouldn't change anything because of where it's where it's led you. Um, but uh, uh, no, I, 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 always, I went to England in 2007 with my best friend. And I remember that last night when we were in London. And I said, I, I honest to God, I remember we're we're near um Hyde Park staying in a hostel we climbed out our window and climbed onto the roof of this hostel the sun set and it's gorgeous and I remember looking at him like I'm gonna live here one day like honest honest to God and uh and then again you know it's not what you know it's who you know my one of, one of my coaches who I had a good relationship with he became chairman for the club over in England Oxford United and I pestered him for probably a year and a half about Hey, I'll come over. I'll dress up as all of the ox. I'll clean boots. I'll do whatever. And, uh, and he was like, I have no idea how you're going to come over here. Cause you didn't play professionally. You don't coach. You're not going to get on a visa. And then USF had an exchange program with the other university in Oxford. So Oxford Brooks. And I did some research and I was like, you know, if I'm going to go to England, and I've got to go the route of school. Uh, you know, I want to at least 
study something that I think I'll be able to apply to, you know, a profession. So they did have like a sports management sports coach study and, uh, I got accepted, uh, moved over there in September, 2010. And whilst I had a visa, um, I could work at the club. And, uh, <laughs> I remember, I remember Kelvin goes, you're going to be the group ticket sales manager. I was like, awesome. I've never sold a ticket in my life, but all right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, did that for three years and it was amazing. amazing. Oh, for you, you know, they always say if you, if you believe it and see it and say it, it happens. Well, I guess it does. I guess it does. Well, good for you. What a great story that is, actually. You know, you were 18 when you went over there? No, uh, I had just turned 23. So you were young? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not that just you're old now, James. I'm not saying that, but... <laughs> That's what that's what two kids during during quarantine does for him. But, um, yeah, no. To be honest, I say it all the time. I was very fortunate that my parents, you know, had a great upbringing. There was never anything that I didn't have um, that I needed, and uh, so very fortunate in that respect. But moving over to England, it definitely helped me grow up because I was on my own. Oh yeah. Which I wanted to, I wanted to do that on my own. I didn't, I didn't want to say like, Oh, you know, I, I, I made it happen. Um, great. It's a great story. And it certainly says a lot about who you are, the character, your character and um, good for you. Good for you. So let's talk a little bit. You've already kind of mentioned it a little bit about where you are today. You're obviously married <laughs> and you have children is there anything else that you, are you living locally? Yeah, we live uh, just outside Dover. Um, and um, yeah, so we live in New Hampshire. Uh, both of our kids were born in Dover. So they're granite. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're, we live right here in the seacoast. And I mean, talk how, about. How, how different was that? I mean, coming from Florida to New England, and seasons and snow. How how difficult was that for you? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't too difficult because probably because again you know I'd spent some time in England. Um, true. But uh, <laughs> I remember in Oxford. I still remember it. Uh, the biggest snowstorm that I experienced there. I think we got about maybe three inches. <laughs> and it, obviously they don't have the infrastructure to deal with it over there. So I'm not being funny when we in Oxford got those three inches, I think for two days, the entire city was shut down. If, like they, had to, knew, if they only knew. So <laughs> I remember, I remember when Emily and I moved up here and, and it was like in August and we were driving around and past like a DOT or something. And I saw those huge snow plowers <laughs> and I'm like, what in God's name are those? <laughs> and I'll never forget it. It was, I think December 18th. 2013 we had moved from dover to portsmouth off islington street and juno hit and we got like 18 inches of snow i i remember like it's yesterday and i remember i remember looking at emily and i was like obviously bearing in mind what i experienced in england and i'm like we're we're not going anywhere for like two weeks i was i was convinced we were gonna like run out of food and all this stuff <laughs> and, then, 
And then two hours later, people were driving around and all this stuff. And I and I remember looking at her and I'm like, where the hell did we move to? So there you go. Oh, hardy New Englanders. Hardy, hardy. definitely hardy. Definitely hardy. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, I love that. Oh. So my last question before we get to the next segment is, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years, personally and professionally? You know, I, I mean, barring a miracle, I don't anticipate Emily and I adding any more <laughs> to the family tree. Never know. Um, but uh, no, just, uh, you know, if anything, it's one of those. I know people have to make a lot of sacrifices for their family and you know, to get into positions that you want to be in. But, you know, in 10 years time, I'd like to, I'd like to be in a position where I, you know, get to get to spend a little bit more time with, uh, with my family and experience this because I'm already seeing firsthand how fast it goes by. Um, so yeah, personally, I'd like to do that. And then personally, we've really the last like two years experienced a lot of amazing things in New England. And I'm, I'm mad at myself that it took us this long to do that. Um, but again, it's one of those, you know, Emily was working every weekend and I was working six days a week. And, you know, the one time that we had that odd, that odd day together, we were, you know, too tired to do anything. So the last two years we've been able to, you know, we were just in Bar Harbor recently, which is just stunning. Um, and we've been up to the White Mountains finally, love going to the beach, going to the lake. But we still haven't experienced a lot of the amazing things here, you know, the Cape, Nantucket, um, the other, you know, Vermont and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to like to do that. And because it's there's just so much to do here in uh, New England, which is amazing because it's just such a small part of the small corner of the world. Um, and it's got such amazing things to offer. It's so true. <laughs> so true. Um, and, and it's relatively, everything is like relatively close compared to like Florida or Texas or California. So, and having so much to see in each individual state is, is amazing. So you have a lot on your list to see. A lot on the list. <laughs> and you have plenty of time. So it's all good. <laughs> um, what in Vermont, I'm a Vermont girl. So what in Vermont would you like to see? Uh, well, to be honest, I try to base trips around breweries. Um, Emily, and I, Emily, Emily and I were counting off the other day. Our kids have been to, when we went up to Bar Harbor, they, they visited, visited their 32nd brewery. So, <laughs> uh, but I would love to go to the Alchemist uh, in, in Vermont. I mean, you know, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, that's like, the other one on my list is Treehouse down in Massachusetts. So, but uh, yeah, go to go to the Alchemist. But aside from that, you know, I'd love to maybe do a weekend in you know Burlington, and uh, and then we were just reading in Yankee Magazine about Woodstock, Vermont, and that looked like stunning. So I was just there this weekend. As a matter oh, cool, cool. It's just a great place. There's lots of really cool stuff. Queechee Gorge is a great place. You have to go through that to get to Woodstock. Oh, uh, cool. Have a blast there. Good to know. So I'll <laughs> add it to the list. Yeah, when you want to know things to do, <laughs> go. <laughs> well, James, I want to thank you. Um, I really here today. Um, we are, I am going to ask you a few 10, 10 questions that I ask every guest. Okay. 
and um, they're always interesting questions. So you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite word? Favorite word? Opportunity. Oh, I can see that would be your favorite word, actually. What's your least favorite word? Negative. Mm, I'm with you on that. What makes you laugh out loud? <laughs> Lately, it's my kids. They're pretty funny. <laughs> pretty Having funny. a three-year-old, I can imagine. How old is your daughter? Uh, she's five and a half. Oh, those are both great ages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that there there are situations that make you laugh right out loud. <laughs> what makes you sad just breaks your heart. I guess you know at times being away from family. So yeah. I yeah, that would probably be the number one thing. Yeah, especially it's been a long time. COVID has definitely put um, challenges on us for sure. It's made us strong. But it's been challenging. Completely agree. What sound or noise do you love? Laughter. What sound or noise just drives you crazy? Crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you this question, but I would love it if you would mute your answer. Okay. okay. So the question is, James, what's your favorite curse word? Please mute yourself. Fisherman. Really? Now, yeah. tell me a little bit more. Why? Uh, wouldn't it be a commercial fisherman? Uh, it would be like a guide. I wouldn't, I, I'm not in nearly experienced or fueled up on the fishing up here. I'm going to get into, I'm actually, this Friday is going to be my first stint at putzing around Newcastle in my kayak trying to catch a striper. Um, that early Friday morning, uh, but back home, you know, growing up on the Gulf, inshore fishing, I was, I'd like to say I was pretty knowledgeable on that, spent a lot of time doing it. So I would say if there was another profession, uh, being an inshore fishing guide, definitely. Very cool. Um, what profession would you not want any part of? Insurance. <laughs> hey. No, no disrespect to anyone that does it. <laughs> Because uh, there's obviously a need for it, so. Exactly, exactly. Just not your cup of tea, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I will say that has seemed to be um, several several people's favorites. So you're you're not alone in the crowd there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so expressive. You can use it so many ways. <laughs> What profession, other than your own, would you like to try? What, for the last question, what would you like your legacy to be? How would you like people to remember you? Or, or what would you like them to remember about you? I'd like, I'd like people to remember the fact that I was a hard worker um, that, you know, provided for my family and that I tried to make a difference or make an impact in whichever way that is obviously in a positive way um but uh yeah which i'd like to think some of the things that we're doing at seacoast regardless if it's me just the just the club's legacy as um you know is doing that um well so, you're, yeah. you're certainly having an impact on a lot of kids lives so uh good for you that's a lot to put on a on a on a stone though. So you might want to shorten that up. Shorten it. 
James, I just would like to thank you for being my guest today. Um, it's been really great getting to know you. Uh, remember, James is with the Seacoast United um, Sports Club. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, leave us with before we wrap up today? Yes, yeah, selfishly, uh, my wife is going to be participating in the uh, Exeter Art Show on Saturday. Oh, yay. And she uh, she was just featured in the Portsmouth Herald yesterday because um, she has such an amazing story about her art and how I'm sure this relate resonates with a lot of people about everything that's transpired over the last year um, and how much of an impact that's had on people mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and her embracing art has been amazing. And uh, you know, talk about being able to take your passion and and share it with people. So anyway, she's it's her first ever art show. I'm so proud of her. Like she's if you knew my wife, like I'm <laughs> she this is what makes me laugh about her cuz 6 weeks ago when she applied for the show, she was so hesitant about it. <laughs> and I'm like and then something she she didn't think she could do the May one and then somehow it worked out and then I go, "You're going to register for the May one, right?" And she's like I don't know if I'll have enough time. And I go, it's in six weeks. <laughs> so I just told her, I was like, do it. I was like, you're going to smash it. And then we'll be, you'll be flying. So um, Saturdays. Where is it? Uh, it's, uh, it's in Exeter, the whole like art walk show or whatever they do. And um, her, her, her studio is a transatlantic chic studio. Oh, that's great. Now what kind um, of what kind of art does she do? She does uh, a lot of abstract, um, very much influenced by New England and the and being by the sea and everything. So, oh, this sounds. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna plug her because uh, well, yeah, she's got a lot of lot of lot of good things going for her right now. So I want to. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for that. I I love it. Uh, so again, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. I also would like to thank uh, our listeners. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, you can find our, excuse me, you can find our podcast on the Exeter Area Chamber, www.exeterarea.org. Uh, this is Bobby Vandenbalk, Member Services Director for the Extra Area Chamber, signing off. We would like to also thank one last uh, organization, Anchor.org. FM for distributing and um, helping us build this podcast. So uh, thank you to them. Um, and we will see you all next time. Uh, have a great day. Bye now. The Chamber Buzz with Bobby is built and distributed through Anchor by Spotify. This podcast is produced by the Exeter Area Chamber of Commerce. To learn more about the Chamber, visit exeterarea.org.